Get to Old Navy now because this week only there's a new red hot deal every single day. Plus up to 50% off store wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in store. So hurry in and get today's wow worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in store only. One time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry. Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Think It Ain't Illegal Yet. I'm your host, St. Clinton. On this show, we'll be playing some poetry, spoken words. And other things about political and social issues going on around the world, both past, present, and future, which will hopefully make you think. When I see the source of war, Flying high up in the sky On the license plate of your car And tattooed on your thigh I wonder sometimes I wonder why When I see that stainless banner nailed so neatly to your wall I try to feel no anger But it's hard to feel so small and I say to myself What's wrong with us all? When I see a rebel flag painted proudly on your face I wish we all had a tail to wag Maybe then we'd be one race And I pray That old amazing grace Some say it's a sign of southern pride A symbol of our history Well, maybe so if you were on that side Fighting for that mystery Some say it's a flag of bravery But that's not what it's about There was a thing called slavery And that thing was thrown out now it's time to do the same with the flag you love so dearly You probably don't know my name so I'll just sign this song sincerely Roaring onto the American stage A new decade dawned with uncommon rage Flappers and floozies Gangsters and guns, hooch from speakeasies, the Babe Ruth's home runs. The Roaring Twenties, a decade of boom. Stocks bought on margin, a recipe for doom. A Republican government, more dough to spread. Communists and immigrants brought Ku Klux Klan dread. Henry Ford's vision, the great Model T. Tin Lizzie's gave families a new sense of esprit. A land boom in Florida, a chance to get rich. Suckers who ended up with but swamps and dirt ditch. Picture palaces brought the talkies to screen. Valentino and Jolson, even Mickey Mouse had a scene. A heyday for Harlem, a new spirit for jazz. Armstrong and Ellington performed with pizzazz. A miracle on new airwaves, a wireless voice. Commercials on radio gave Americans new choice. Cowboys, detectives, sermons and skits. Amos and Andy entertained with great comic wit. Bootlegging beer barons brought suds to wet the land. Despite the pleas of feds and fuzz, prohibition would not stand. Chicago gangsters fought for turf, Scarface, Dutch, and bugs. Gamblings, bookies, brothels, and brew, a city ripe with thugs. In city and field across the American land, African Americans had a difficult stand. Sharecroppers of cotton saw their prices drop, loss of their income, and loss of their crop. A day of reckoning for a nation on a high. 
Stock markets would crash, banks fell from the sky. The joyride was ended, dire warnings ignored. The roar of the twenties, now a chorus of discord. There's a lot to be said right now. And we are way beyond political correctness in saying it. We live in the fifth wealthiest nation in the world. Yet over a million people are forced to rely on food bank handouts to survive. Last year, 400,000 children used food banks. Parents are going without a meal so that their children don't starve. Within the last two weeks, we've seen GPs prescribing nutritional drinks to patients that are starving. This madness has got to stop. We've got 17 million people in this country that have less than a hundred pounds in savings. That's 17 million people a heartbeat away from being on the street. Our disabled are trapped in their homes and abandoned by a government. cares nothing for anybody but itself and its rich friends. Our elderly are being forced to sell their homes. They're being forced to leave their loved ones and a lifetime of memories. And those that can stay have to make a choice between a meal and heating for their homes. We've seen thousands of our sick die after this government has certified them unfit to work. Legal aid cuts have created a two-tier system of justice in the UK. One for the rich and one for the poor. The latter offering no justice at all. Now it's, it's difficult for me to put into words the anger and the outrage which I feel towards this vile and belligerent government for what it is doing to the people in this country. And the time has come for everybody to stand together and fight back together. I question the very legitimacy of the government that we have. Let's remember that we have 20 police forces right now that are investigating allegations of systemic abuse of the electoral rules by the Tory party. The extent of those allegations is staggering. We've got 33 constituencies involved, 29 MPs implicated. This is a criminal offence. MPs could go to prison. We could be looking at by-elections triggered across the country. 
NHS is in crisis. There's a crisis in morale. A crisis in funding. A crisis in staff. We're looking at privatization of the NHS. Wholesale of the NHS is happening right now. Virgin Care has been awarded hundreds of millions of pounds in contracts. The NHS is something that we can all be proud of. Care for everybody. We've got to fight to save it. For Theresa May to say that the Tory party is the party of the NHS is beyond ludicrous. Theresa May has recently singled out the health secretary, Jeremy Hunt, as an, a passionate advocate for patients and doctors. What the hell has she been smoking? Let's get this straight. All of the industrial action that we have seen, the unprecedented industrial action that we have seen on the part of our junior doctors during the past several months. All of the disruption that we've seen in the NHS during the past several months has been caused by one thing. And that one thing is the stupidity, the ineptitude and the negligence of the health secretary, Jeremy Hunt. Any patients that may have come to harm because of the actions that we've seen taken by junior doctors have come to harm because of the health secretary. Because what the health secretary has done is deliberately mislead parliament. and deliberately mislead the public on weekend death rates. Now the result of that has been that patients have not sought emergency care at the weekends that they would have got, but they didn't go. Because they wrongly believe, because they have been misled by the health secretary that they wouldn't get the care that they should. Patients have been injured because of the health secretary. Patients may even have died if it was up to me. This health secretary would not be showered with accolades. He would be charged with corporate manslaughter and he would be bloody well thrown in jail. Jeremy Hunt is trying to railroad through a contract for junior doctors that is unfair, that is unsafe, not just for patients, but for doctors as well. And which openly discriminates against women. We know it discriminates against women 
because the government's own equality impact assessment says it does. For the government to try and force through a contract that discriminates against women is abhorrent and we should all be fighting with our junior doctors on that single issue alone. The biggest cause of the industrial action that we saw by our junior doctors was again the health secretary misleading parliament, misleading public and misleading junior doctors by telling them that he was going to impose the contract on them. I am just sick to death of lying scumbag politicians. I'm sick to death of being misled. I'm sick to death of being given spin, half-truths. The people in this country want a new kind of politics. Politics based on truth and honesty. Things we couldn't believe in and principles we want to get out of bed in the morning and fight for. And I've got to tell you, for me, those are the politics of Jeremy Corbyn.
Trump a repugnant personality? Yes, although I would argue that in terms of megalomania and narcissism, uh, Hillary Clinton is not far behind. We've got to break away from political personalities and understand and examine and critique the structures of power. The Democratic Party, especially beginning under Bill Clinton, has carried water for corporate entities as assiduously as the Republican Party. We have to remember that 10 years ago, Cereza, which controls the Greek government, was polling at exactly the same spot that the Green Party is polling now, about 4%. We've got to break out of this idea that we can create systematic change within a particular election cycle. We've got to be willing to step out into the political wilderness, perhaps for a decade. On the issues of climate change. On the issue of the destruction of civil liberties, including our right to privacy. And I speak as a former investigative journalist which doesn't exist anymore because of wholesale government surveillance. We have no ability except for hackers. I mean, this whole debate over the WikiLeaks uh, is insane. Is what was published true or untrue? And the fact is, the, you know, in those long emails, you should read them. They're appalling. Including calling Dr. Cornell West trash. It exposes the way the system was rigged. I'm talking about the Democratic Party. The denial of independence, the superdelegates, the stealing of the caucus in Nevada. The huge amounts of corporate money and super PACs that flowed into the Clinton campaign. She and her husband destroyed welfare as we know it. And 70% of the original recipients were children. I don't like Trump, but Trump is not the phenomenon. Trump is responding to a phenomenon created by neoliberalism. I think we have now watched Bernie Sanders walk away from his political moment. I think he will come to deeply regret what he has done. He has betrayed these people who believed in this political revolution. A political campaign raises consciousness, but it's not a movement. What we are seeing now is furious spin from the self-identified liberal class. They are tolerated within a capitalist system because in a moment like this, they are used to speak to people to get them to betray their own interests in the name of fear. The message is the same message of the Trump campaign, and that is fear. And that is all the Democrats have to offer now, and all the Republicans have to offer now. And the fact is, from climate change alone,
We have no time left. I have four children. The future of my children by the day is being destroyed because of the fact that the fossil fuel industry, along with the animal agriculture industry, which is also as important in terms of climate change, are destroying the ecosystem. Bernie Sanders should have walked out and run it as an independent. That's what he should have done. He campaigned for Clinton in 92. He campaigned for Clinton again in 96. After NAFTA, the greatest betrayal of the working class in this country since the Taft-Hartley Act of 1948. After the destruction of welfare. After the omnibus crime bill that exploded the prison population. It's just a monstrosity what we've done. 350,000 to 400,000 people in our, locked in cages in this country are severely mentally ill. Half of them never committed a violent crime. That's all Bill Clinton. And yet he went out and campaigned. In 2004, he called on Nader not to run, to step down, so we could support a war candidate like John Kerry. Sixty percent of the Democratic senators voted for the war, including Hillary Clinton. The idea that somehow Democrats don't push us into war defies American history. We do not live in a functioning democracy and we have to stop pretending that we do. When you eviscerate privacy, you can't use the word liberty. That is the relationship between a master and a slave. This is capitalism run amok. This whole discussion should be about capitalism. Capitalism does what it's designed to do. The president has broken his promises to us and has therefore lost his claim to our trust and confidence in him. The people are sick and tired of the twiggledy bees and the twiggledy dumbs who constantly you will, are just a tiny bit of morality and a tiny bit of integrity and people that they believe they can go to sleep at night and know that they're not selling them out or selling out the communities in which they live. I am not very, I'm not very optimistic about my country and I love my country. or fat cats or special interests. I do not intend to offer to you the tired and glib cliches which for too long have been accepted part of our political life. All that we have received is just another smooth exercise in political manipulation. to our individual problems. The disgusting playing of divisive politics. I am not very, I'm not very optimistic about my country and I love my country. We want a political expediency rather than the needs of man's nature.
The president has broken his promises to us and has therefore lost his claim to our trust and confidence in him. Americans all over are demanding a new sensibility, a new philosophy of government from Washington. I am not very, I'm not very optimistic about my country, and I love my country. We are intelligent enough to recognize the talent, energy, and dedication which all Americans, including women and minorities, have to offer. The president has broken his promises to us and has therefore lost his claim to our trust and confidence in him. I am not very, I'm not very optimistic about my country, and I love my country. I know that millions of Americans from all walks of life agree with me that leadership does not mean putting the air to the ground to follow public opinion, but to have the vision of what is necessary and the courage to make it possible. The president has broken his promises to us and has therefore lost his claim to our trust and confidence in him. I am not very, I'm not very optimistic about my country and I love my country. Americans all over are demanding a new sensibility, a new philosophy of government from Washington. Huge amounts of money given political candidates by the rich and the powerful. I am not very, I'm not very optimistic about my country and I love my country. belong to all of the people who inhabit it. Those of you who have been neglected, left out, ignored, forgotten, or shunned aside for whatever reason. I am not very, I'm not very optimistic about my country, and I love my country. Americans all over are demanding a new sensibility, a new philosophy of government from Washington. All that we have received is just another smooth exercise in political manipulation. The president has broken his promises to us and he therefore lost his claim to our trust and confidence in him. I am not very, I'm not very optimistic about my country, and I love my country. I am not very, I'm not very optimistic about my country, and I love my country. This is a well-rehearsed plan to help uh, the election. By releasing armed police officers. We are deploying around 980 troops uh, today. And the purpose of the military deployment today is to help the election. 
releasing more armed officers to be out there on patrol is to help the election. The truth is that your government and the government before have let us down badly in keeping the state safe from terrorism. We are playing a major role, of course, in defeating Daesh terrorism out there in Iraq and Syria to help the election. In an election time, it looks rather good to put the army on the street. It sort of tells people, hang on to nurse for fear of something worse. Hang on to nurse for fear of something worse. The threat assessment has got to do with the election. Raise the threat assessment to critical. It's got to do with the election. That in turn has meant that uh, the police need to deploy more people, uh, more armed officers on our streets. Street, 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 street. Military deployment coming in to backfill for those basic police uh, guarding duties. It's got to do with the election. This is a very direct response. This is to do with the election. to the raising of the, th the uh, threat level. It was a Conservative-led government that overthrew a Gaddafi without knowing anything about what might follow him. It is your fault, specifically the Conservative Liberal Democrat government that did this thing. It is your fault. It is your fault. It's got to do with the election.
We have submarines, very powerful. Far more powerful than the aircraft carrier. Very, 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 very powerful. That I can tell you. And we have, that I can tell you, very, very, very powerful. Military people on Earth, very powerful. An armada, very powerful, very powerful. That I can tell you. I can tell you. We have submarines, very, very, very powerful. Very, very, very powerful. Very, 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 very powerful. That I can tell you. And we have, that I can tell you, the best military people on Earth. Very, very, very powerful. We are sending very, 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 very powerful people. An armada. Submarines. Very, very, very powerful. We have the best military people on Earth. On Earth. On Earth. On Earth. We have submarines. Very powerful. Submarines. Very powerful. Very, very, very powerful. Submarines. Very powerful. Very, very, very powerful. An armada. Very powerful. Very, very, very powerful. Warriors out of forest mist rode forth into battle with a powerful fist. Winged and horned helmets, lofty great steeds, ironclad armor, and swords of razor teeth. Dojo, the place of the way to train. Warriors learn with muscle, spirit, and brain. Sword and spear, archer and horse, for students of samurai, a most difficult course. Yari Ashigaru, peasants of light feet, fought with their long spears, cavalry to defeat. Samurai with sword, Nanjanata by name, fought for their shogun, his power to proclaim. Archers and cavalry with great bow and sharp spear, Portuguese muskets to inspire great fear. Fanatical priests formed armies of great name. Warrior monks from Buddhist temples they came. Geisha assassins wooed rival lords. Ninja spies slipped silently among the hordes. Intrigue and cunning between Japanese clans. Provinces to conquer through strategic battle plans. Clans did battle for title and land. Only the bravest of the brave would stand. Shoguns honored by blade and blood the bodies of their enemies on feudal mud. From mountains mist to rocky plains, feudal warlords carved their names. Diplomats and soldiers crossed Japanese lands, campaigns for expansion of warring clans. Great families of political and military might, Japanese warlords without fear of their right. Clan Hojo, Shimazu, Imagawa and Mori, Oda, Takita, Usugi all fight for glory. Samurai warriors for centuries ruled, helmets, armors, and swords finely tooled. Daimo warlords battled bravely with skill, shoguns on horseback with divine iron will. From Aki to Awaji, Iyo to Izo, Kawachi to Makawa, Mino to Mitsu, gold and silver, iron and sand, provincial treasures and new conquered land. Oda Nobunaga, a great shogun of wealth, 
rode forth from Owari province to establish himself. To Kyoto he marched, an empire to build, feudal wars to end, and peace to fulfill. By the river Anagawa, Oda would fight. The Asakura clan would challenge the Shogun for right. The fortress of Nagashima, controlled by fierce monks. The Oda clan victorious, more glorious battlefronts. Oshido, the way of a warrior's life. A code of chivalry for honor and right. Loyalty, honesty, courage and respect. Wisdom and benevolence, a spiritual connect. The song of the samurai, sung by great lords. The song of their spirit, such honorable chords. From Shinto and Buddha came wisdom and life. A great moral code brought much peace and less strife. I've been asked uh, to discuss the question when elites fail and uh, what we should do about it. Um, there's a simple answer. Uh, the simple answer is get rid of them. first question to ask is, do they fail? And if they do, and for whom, and uh, how? Actually, there's an interesting, simple answer to that uh, by Adam Smith. He, of course, was talking about England, and he pointed out that the principal architects of policy in England, the merchants and manufacturers, uh, make sure that their own interests are very well served. And no matter how grievous the effect on others, including the people of England, but particularly uh, those who are subject to what he called the savage injustice of the Europeans, in the British India, but it generalizes. And that's a pretty accurate answer. Actually, there's a measure of how well it works. It's what's known as the democratic deficit, technically, uh, the gap between public opinion and public policy. Which is a pretty good measure of the accuracy of his description. Today, it's not the merchants and manufacturers. We might say it's the multinational institutions and the financial institutions. But the principle is about the same. And it does raise the question how they become the architects of policy. simple answers to that too. There are a variety of ways, but the easiest one is just buying elections. Elections are occasions when groups of investors coalesce to invest to buy the state. Uh, and that turns out to be a remarkably good predictor of what uh, policy is going to be. actually verified uh, strikingly in the Obama administration. The country was founded on the principle that there should be a democratic deficit. That's the Madisonian conception. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Saint Quentin, and we've come to the end of Think It Ain't Illegal Yeah. We'll be back soon with a new episode, and hopefully... This episode has made you think.
want to make a difference in this world. Now go turn on for the love of poetry and spoken word. And think. Get to Old Navy now, because this week only, there's a new Red Hot deal every single day. Plus, up to 50% off store-wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also, get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in-store. So hurry in and get today's wow-worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19, select styles only. $10 off valid in-store only. One-time use excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry. Get to Old Navy now, because this week only, there's a new Red Hot deal every single day. Plus, up to 50% off store-wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also, get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in-store. So hurry in and get today's wow-worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19, select styles only. $10 off valid in-store only. One-time use excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry.